Hi, I'm Brittany Pacheco. And I'm Amber Churchwell. And we are the Watchers in the Basement. Welcome back to the channel. We are here to discuss, review, all the above <laughs> for the <laughs> season five finale of The Handmaid's Tale. Amber, overall thoughts on this finale? Um, I, I, I was a little, I felt a little lackluster. So, um, there are definitely some key points that were, you know, intense. And we, and it was a good setup episode, mm -hmm. but I feel like it was exactly that. It was all entirely set up for next season. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a finale level of intensity, I guess. Yeah. I yeah, mean, what about you? I, I agree with you. There was something about it that fell flat. It mm -hmm. didn't. Uh, let me, okay, let me backtrack. Comparing to the st season premiere all the way up to, to the penultimate, it's like it was building and building. Like we kept saying it, every episode was getting better and better and better. Yeah. And this one just did not deliver, in my personal opinion. And compare this finale to the previous season when June went absolutely berserk and rallied with the the survivors from Gilead mm -hmm. to hunt down Fred. Like that was a huge deal, obviously. And it was like, holy shit. Prior to that, season three was, oh gosh, when she made it out of Chicago and mm -hmm. onto, onto Canadian borders. Season two, the finale was Angel's Flight, getting all those kids out. I mean, so mm -hmm. there were a lot of really, I can't even remember season one finale at off the top of my head unfortunately but you get where i'm going there's yeah. been so many great season finales with the handmaid's tale and for me this one just did not deliver i mean i was looking for more plot holes than anything and there were some definite there plot were holes. yeah there were definitely a lot more prevalent ones than we can that that's what you and i mostly discussed offline like we didn't really talk about things that happened, we talked about what we didn't see or things mm -hmm. that didn't happen more so than what actually happened in the in the episode. And yeah, I felt like it was a little lackluster just because it didn't hit as hard. Um, no. Like, no. I'm still excited about the next and last season. Right. I'm still very excited for that. But all of that excitement came from the previous episodes, not really from this one. I agree. I mean, th there was definite shock and awe moments from this episode. So, yeah. and we're just going to go right on ahead and start talking about it. So warning, spoilers ahead. If you haven't watched the finale episode of The Handmaid's Tale, this is your your warning to uh, step away. <laughs> but it goes without saying that leading off from the penultimate episode of the shootout at the memorial for the American soldiers who, who died in the attempt of that rescue mission that the American refugees are really no longer welcomed in Toronto. And, mm -hmm. and you get that sense when June is not only she ordered, which is, I guess you can order anything off the internet these days. She orders a bulletproof vest Mm -hmm. from like the equivalency of let's say Amazon and <laughs> and it really it goes nowhere it really goes nowhere because yeah they did the one thing that doesn't a bulletproof vest will not help <laughs> exactly 
exactly. Exactly. I mean, when she's visited by, by Mark Twello, who says, like, you know, I'm tired. I've gone to 19 funerals in five days. Mm-hmm. She's basically saying, we just need to hold on to hope. Blah, blah, blah. He leaves. She's looking around the neighborhood. And everyone's, like, packing up. Everyone's yeah about to chunk that deuce and, and go on elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And then she gets hit, hit by a truck. Yeah, and it was very <laughs> clear, very intentional. Like, my question is, is who else, like, should have seen it? Because the neighbors weren't, it wasn't that far away. No, she exactly. So, like, those movers or neighbors or whoever it was moving all those boxes, did they just conveniently be inside at this moment? Because, I don't know. And I, yeah, <laughs> I don't know either. But and, it was and- brutal and it was very intentional. And yes, it didn't. It wasn't just like a one-off hit. No, it was he reversed and like went back over her and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, it was very clear and intentional. It would have taken at least a lot longer. I don't know, but it, initially, I kind of thought, okay, this can't be real. Like this really isn't happening. This is like a dream sequence, and it's really horrible. Mm-hmm. But no, it it actually happened. So not only did she yeah. get hit by the truck, okay, she goes flying, right? Mm-hmm. She rolls rolls over on her back. Her arm is her left arm is extended out, and the driver, like you said, reverses to then go forward and runs over her arm. Her arm has to be shattered. Yeah, there's. Point. Oh, Ugh. talk about shock and awe. Like that yeah. was. Because I mean, we've seen we've seen June get shot. We've seen her get slapped, punched, things like that. But that was very um violent not not I, violent um no i mean violent is still yeah. the appropriate word it's just the the weapon quote unquote mm-hmm. that is the vehicle that's used just just oh my goodness because you hear horror stories of people being hit by a car or run over by a mm-hmm. car and not surviving and it, yeah. this is a television show and they can do whatever they want and and then once the driver dri- drives across her arm he then intends to reverse and is intercepted by Luke, whom mm-hmm. shout out to Luke for you know, yeah, doing the and thing it had to the Gilead Crest too on the. Did it really? Well, it I had um. Notice it that. looked like Gilead's symbol, like with the with the bird okay. and everything, it, and it was red, but like okay. it looked, it looked that's, like Gilead or an adaption of Gilead's crest. That's something I didn't think about or let alone look for because Mm -hmm. again shock and awe which leads to the question of who was this driver because we knew from right we knew from the previous event that the shooting that went on at the american memorial service that that shooter had been apprehended he was just like a regular guy he owned a bakery he had a fishing license and and he was angry he's like an angry Canadian because again these Canadians are not happy about the American refugees be being there and so this particular driver who gets his ass handed to him by Luke like shout out to Luke yeah you know again is he too just an angry Canadian is he a Gilead sympathizer or was he ordered to kill June by a Gilead commander I think he he was 100% a Gilead person because I uh, just Googled it. Good old Google. And um, I don't know if Google. you can see because of my black screen. but Google um, for the win. We got. There you go. 
Yeah, it looked yeah, that that's it. that's what the logo on that guy's truck looked like. Mm. It was a sticker on his like bu- um, back bumper. Okay, like when she looked up to, uh, or when the camera looked up, when we looked up to, uh, when he was about to reverse, uh, there was a sticker on the back, and that's what it looked like. Yeah, I, mean, talking, I mean, I could be completely I, I, wrong, but that's what it looks like. Listen, as you're talking, we're talking about this. Now I'm curious. I'm going to pull it up here on, yeah. <laughs> on my end to see if I can get a freeze frame from it because that's that would be very telling. But like mm-hmm. without having that knowledge, like it's really hard to tell if who the, was or why. Right. And so you're just kind of like left empty, just like how we've we've talked about this numerous, numerous times mm-hmm. about Esther. What poison did she use and how did she get her hands on it? We still don't have answers about we don't. the poison chocolates. Like, we didn't golly. see Esther in this episode. Where is uh, she? <laughs> like, I, I know she's yeah. well, we probably we can we can deduce where she where she's yeah, at. she's probably still locked up and uh, going to yeah. be like that until birth, exactly. Who knows but, what will happen after the birth, but right, but still, like, we still have this hanging question of is this just a gilead sympathizer or was this person ordered ordered by by a commander and and which commander we can kind of guess which commander but yeah we don't have that confirmation we have suspicions if you will right Mm -hmm. so with luke having disarmed this driver because the driver comes out with a with a gun I couldn't yeah, tell like, you what kind of gun because I don't know anything about guns. I don't care. <laughs> me either. <laughs> but, I mean, Luke hits him pretty hard with the butt of the gun. Dude goes down. He's all, like, smashed face, you know, on the right side. And eventually, of course, you know, as June's at the hospital, Luke's going to be asked by police, hey, I need a statement. I need you to, like, he's like, no, 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 no. I mean, I need to be here for my wife. And I like his mannerism kind of like Mm -hmm. blowing people off but it's like dude you just like you are involved in something pretty serious right like yes your wife was almost killed but like you Mm. are equally in trouble for the thing that you did yeah and also what was i guess stressing me out about it was the fact that he even the doctors were also trying to tell him to like go with them Mm. and to like kind of get out of the area because they're trying to help June and trying to work mm-hmm. on it. So it's like, I get that you are worried and scared and panicked for your wife, but mm-hmm. let the people who are trying to help her help her. Right. And also pay attention that for the things that you that you did, yeah. like like you were mentioning. So it's um that's what was giving me anxiety. It was all like even the doctors want you to leave, dude. Come out. I like I get the. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, so I'm going to go and see if I can pause this and get a, a quick shot of this this bumper sticker that you're talking about. And, and Amber, it was I think definitely you, red. It's definitely red, but then I also wonder if it's the Canadian flag. No, it can't be the Canadian flag. It I mean, I know they got the maple that. leaf. So for those of you who are watching here on YouTube, I'm actually about to share my, my screen. That way we can kind of take a, a little look-sees here of that shot hopefully we can see it in just a moment there we go there we go and according to what amber's talking about it it does look very like very much like a a gilead sort of symbol but with canadian with the canadian back canadian flag 
so is this now a yeah like it looks like this chapter yeah exactly of, it's know. like a chapter here in in canada of of a gilead allegiance so that's that's a great catch by you Amber. i mean if like, you go bravo. a couple if you go a couple seconds forward it might be able to because he does back up more like it gets real close to the camera you get you get to see it really well i, I wonder if i can if i can get it see i can't i can't time it pro appropriately um well, i think it like past june like when, once it goes to june i think a little bit further a little bit further ah there we go ah. look at that that is very similar yeah, the wings with the sun above it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Again, great catch by you. Like that's you. <laughs> that's very well. I'm still in a Sherlock mindset. Did there you go. <laughs> From yeah. Manola Holmes. Wow, look at that. Yep that that's definitely a Gilead uh, supporter. Mm -hmm. Oh goodness, and 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 kind of jumping to further into the episode, what June says to Luke about they need to leave and Luke's like no this this isn't like boston she's like america wasn't america when gilead mm -hmm. intervened and and this country canada is changing and she's like we need to leave now we need to leave now and then like this is yeah this is that point when and you I think see she's right i agree when, especially when you see your neighbors mm -hmm. if i don't know let's say that's that neighborhood is is solely American refugees. But when you see your neighbors packing up and leaving, that's the tell. <laughs> yeah. And I saw, I think she, I agree with her completely because they didn't, they waited it out because they didn't think it was necessary to jump the gun before when America was America. So now they're seeing the signs and they know that like, I'm surprised that Luke resisted that long. I was surprised that he was against it. Yeah. Like, and let me let me ask you this question. Here. Right. Let me ask you this question, Amber, with regards to Luke. Him stepping up to defend his wife, to, you know, refuse to go with the cops to give a statement while she's being tended to at the hospital, and him being quite argumentative with Rita and Moira about the results of this driver dying. Do you think he's trying to make up for what he didn't do back in Boston for not fighting harder? 100%. Yeah. I, yeah, I feel like that and what he didn't do the entire time. The fact that he, because it's still, we know for a fact that <clears throat> from what they, them going into no man's land to retrieve the information, we know that he is, currently and still very impacted by how serena was very much like nick was there for her where were you mm. like we know that that has definitely gotten under his skin i wouldn't be surprised if he just sees all these things happening and in the back of his head he just hears her comments and other people's comments and his own thoughts yeah. so yeah i 100 percent believe that he's doing it as a, uh, I guess trying to reconcile everything making up for what he didn't do mm -hmm. there has to be some sort of sense of guilt that oh, yeah. he didn't do more to protect his family so i mean it's a little bit extreme but hey yeah. you you do what you got to do to protect your family like i get it mm -hmm. so flipping to gilead with janine you know she's She's been Lydia's kind of confidant in many ways. She's helped Lydia see the error of her ways and 
we see that the handmaids are cleaning and they're seem to be a little bit, well, I won't say happy, but mm-hmm. they're not as afraid of the Lydia as, as much as before. But because it's being noticed that Janine is being favored or is in favor with Lydia that, you know, you can't, you can't play favorites in Gilead naturally, yeah. which means Janine is going to be placed in a household, which mm-hmm. she doesn't. And the household that she's going to go into Amber. <laughs> I mean, I can see why <clears throat> I can see Lydia's point in mm-hmm. trying to do this. And kind of like how we were saying last episode that we were thinking that, I mean, two of Lawrence's previous how um, handmaids have escaped. So, yeah, like, I thought that was kind of where this was pushing towards, but mm-hmm. <laughs> that oh. backfired. Um, yes. Well, let's talk, and, let's talk about Janine and yeah. her relationship with Naomi. Go ahead. Yeah. So... Uh, Janine was previously the handmaid for Naomi, so her back in season one, we, the, I think it was like episode three or four was birth, or was it two? Something um, like it was that. A, it was very early on in first season. Yeah. We uh, Janine has um, Angela, baby Angela for Naomi, but we her she named her Charlotte, so we call mm-hmm. her Angela Charlotte, mm-hmm. and uh, that's always been some. Ten, it, like intense things there. We know that uh, um, <laughs> we know that uh, Mr. Putnam, uh, Warren Putnam, was uh, using Janine. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that he was a uh, sexually assaulting her, and Rat convincing her, yeah, and convincing her that they were going to run away and everything were going to be happy and they could raise the baby together. Mm. So that obviously took a toll on Janine's mental health. She like the attempted suicide, um, kidnapping of the baby. Like it's, it, there's so much there, yeah, uh, history there, and then um, having her help basically bring bring Angela Charlotte back from almost dying from being sick in the hospital and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like they they have like this weird, I guess um unspoken agreement at this point because when Janine was still recovering from being sick from being poisoned by Esther they brought in Char- she um, Naomi brought little baby Angela Charlotte to see like y- she will know where she comes from like mm-hmm. or where she got her beautiful smile like we had these weird touching moments so yeah. it's so interesting seeing how this happens and we see at first like Naomi being a um, like Lydia addressing this with Naomi and Naomi being the first like heck no, <laughs> I know it's such an odd relationship because it's almost like it is. these two women. It's almost like they're trying to make a new June and Serena. It's just not as intense, yeah. obviously, You're- because I, I don't think anyone can can compare the mm-hmm. the two groups of of women at all. But it does seem to me that they're trying to position Janine to be like a, a, a different version or a 2.0 version of June because Janine like lets yeah. Naomi have it when, when Later, first, yeah. yeah, when first it's mm-hmm. like, okay, they, they meet in the household. They Naomi's, agree to it. She's going to be yeah. a handmaid. 
and then all hell breaks loose when Naomi makes the comment of, oh, it'll just be great to have a friendly face here and, you know, someone I know. And, and Janine, and now this is also on the heels of Janine finding out about what happened to June in Toronto. Mm -hmm. She's approached by a Martha who, again, we don't really know how she knows this information unless it's through Mayday or the eyes or again. Yeah, we just have to assume. Plot holes. We just have yeah. to assume. But when she hears about what happened in June, something switches in June. Yeah, it was a, it, I feel like it was a trigger. It definitely oh. just. Yes. Because before that, uh, yeah, she didn't like that she had to be back placed again, but she was like, she got um, complacent with Lydia. Like, yeah. oh, Lydia has been treating me well and stuff like that. We have this kind of agreement now. Yeah, mm -hmm. I have to be placed, but she does make a good point. I get to be with my baby. Like, mm -hmm. Like she was kind of like making those excuses, but she was going along with it and she was being yeah. so demure and kind and sweet. Like, yes, yes, Aunt Lydia. Like, thank you, Mrs. Putnam or Mrs. Mm -hmm. Lawrence. Now that's going to be weird. Um, it is going to be he weird. He messed up too, like in the episode. I he, know. <laughs> that made me laugh. He's like, Mrs. Putnam, uh, no, darling. <laughs> Just fantastic. Yeah. I wish we got to see his face when that happened because we only heard his voice. But anyway, yeah. So. I feel like that she was she was acting entirely different before mm -hmm. and after that. Mm -hmm. It was definitely a word that that and just talking about June set her off. And yes, and and, yeah. and by her telling off Naomi of you know we're not friends. Like how do you not see that? Like I hate you. Yeah, you and, can't and blame you, her. No, you cannot at all. Mm -hmm. But you see how it kind of hurts Naomi at the same yeah. time. Because in mm -hmm. one ear, Lydia's telling her, hey, like, we, Gilead needs women like you to, to be the example and mm -hmm. be merciful and be forgiving and blah, blah, blah. Everything, in other words, everything that Serena couldn't be, yeah, which sounds wonderful, of course, to Naomi. Mm -hmm. But for her, I guess, in Naomi's head, she's trying to turn over a new leaf. She's trying to do good by bringing in this handmaid that she's had a history with. Mm -hmm. And for Janine to just unleash the that. beast within. And yes. that hurt Naomi. I felt a little bad for her. I'm not going to I did too. And um, I, I told bad. you, I told you offline that I felt not only did I feel bad about that, but she's Naomi is going through her own stuff mm. right now too, because she already feels alienated from the wives yeah. because I mean, I wasn't it last episode. Like when she was, when the wives are like, Oh, and apparently that necessitates you having uh, having an aunt with you, because like she was like a little right. like why like why is she here? Like yeah. they like they were already alienating her and separating yeah. her from the other wives, and also the, everybody knows what Warren did to get yeah. shot very publicly. Like it was no secret. Yeah, she's going through some stuff. And I mean, her sure. husband did just die. Like, she's going through so much stuff. She's already alienated. So mm -hmm. I do see where she was coming from by trying to be like, it's good to see have a friendly face around. Because yeah, as much as they phrased it like marrying Lawrence was a choice, it wasn't a choice. What other choice would she have had? Oh, women don't have choice. Exactly. In choices in yeah. Gilead. It's, yeah. And so I felt ahead. a little bad for her because... Mm -hmm. It was just the worst possible time to do that on a triggered Janine. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. D listen, I've got my yeah. triggers too. And I probably would have snapped as well. 
However, with Janine, after that that conversation, she, Naomi is is called away. Janine goes up the stairs, and then she stops, and you see this smile, this almost mm-hmm. menacing, like I'm gonna fuck shit up in this household kind of smile. Yep. Of course, of course, unfortunately, that won't happen because she's back at the Red Center. Lydia's kind of. Lydia, I give credit to Lydia. She's trying to keep her shit together. Mm-hmm. And Ann Dodd's performance at, at yeah. that moment, trying to not flip out like she normally would with, mm-hmm. with the cattle prod. And trying to, you know, tell Janine, hey, you need to fix this. And you've been given mm-hmm. all the opportunities in the world. And Janine's like, no, not going to do anything. And then she's taken away by the eyes. Yeah, and, which and, you could and, see how Lydia was scared. Oh, yeah. She oh, was yeah. terrified. Yeah. And this is a side of her we don't really get to see. We never get to see her Mm-mm. care and, for somebody in general, much less care yes. so much to be terrified about their well-being. Exactly, because old Lydia would probably have beaten the snot out of Janine herself before the eyes mm-hmm. even got to her. And and for Lydia to to tell off the eyes saying, I'm going to call Commander Lawrence. And they're like, mm, he's the one that gave the order. And she's following them, telling them, get your hands off her. Don't put that, uh, I don't know what you call the mask kind of. Muzzle. Muzzle, thank you. Uh, on Janine, get that off her. Get your hands off her. She's fighting for Janine. I mean, because mm-hmm. obviously she has a, a connection with Janine and mm-hmm. Janine gets thrown into the back of a van with, uh, assumingly, it was hard to tell that Martha that gave her the news about June, mm-hmm. but Lydia is pushed to the ground and and they, the, the car takes off and she's kind of like, like, she's mad. Yeah. It was amazing performance and just shows how far these two women have come since season one, because Mm-hmm. Even then, even in season one, we do see her favoring Janine only because Janine had was pregnant at the time. Yes. And then we see the repercussions of that after mm-hmm. she has uh Angela Charlotte and mm-hmm. does the attempted suicide, like dual suicide mm-hmm. murder, the kidnapping thing. So it's like we because Lydia was furious about that. So it's like mm-hmm. we see and she took her eye. Like there's so mm-hmm. much. There's a lot of history between a lot of these women. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. It's insane how much this has got. Like, they've grown and they've obviously grown some type of connection. I, I just wonder, there's not much that Lydia can do. Because yeah. if Lawrence Lawrence sent the order, she can't go running to Lawrence being like, fix this. Because he's not going to give a shit. I mean, she's attempted that before. Mm-hmm. When she did bring to his attention about what Putnam did to Esther and and he was kind of like, ah, well, it was a day before she went into his household. Like, what's what's the big deal? Mm-hmm. But the question is, one, what's going to happen with Janine and mm-hmm. this Martha? Are they going to be killed? Are they going to make a great escape? Is Janine going to be sent to the colonies again? <laughs> is she going to be? <laughs> oh, poor girl. Is she, is she going to be able to somehow leave Gilead and make it to Canada? You know, there's so many unknown questions, which that cliffhanger was fine. I, it, that or, cliffhanger did not bother me. What Go if? Ahead. I doubt this will happen because this is too good to be true. 
I okay. did, I have been saying that, you know, two of the other handmaids of Lawrence's have gotten out. Mm-hmm. What if he did order this so that it can later be ambushed and they escape? Ooh. Like, he planned that... it but didn't plan it. That would be very on par with the previous seasons of Commander mm-hmm. Lawrence. I don't know if he's going to continue True. helping after he found out from June that she witnessed more or less Eleanor's death. Yeah, because he's definitely different since then. You're right. I mean, he was even different towards yeah. Nick, and we'll, and we'll talk to about that oh. in a little in just a little bit. That's the next topic. However, with Janine, of course, you know, not knowing what's going to happen with her. And then Lydia, like, is Lydia still going to stand by Gilead? Or is she going to start tearing it down from within? Who knows? I mean, <laughs> but one, also, I feel like one that would can be hope. a struggle. Yeah, it would yeah. be a struggle for her. Because if she tries to get involved with Mayday. Hi, friend. Um, if she shout tries out to, to McDorks. Inv- yeah. Real, real quick, shout out to McDorks, uh, Christian. It says he's at Disney, but he wanted to stop by and show some love. Thank you, Thank Christian. You. We love you. Thank you so much. Enjoy Disney for the two of us. Yes, enjoy it. Have fun. My, I, well, it would be hard for her to try and get involved with. Um, if she were to try and get involved with Mayday, any of the people who involved with Mayday will be like, fuck, no, are we going to talk to you? We know that you're a shitty person. Like, yeah. I, if she does try to go help out against Gilead in any way, she's mm-hmm. going to hit that wall of people being like, fuck, no, <laughs> get out of here. I mean, I just, just like I, how Janine was. I plant that little seed just because I think it will go somewhere. But, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, we'll have to see what season six brings about for Lydia and the handmaids. Just, just that's that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh Amber, let's talk about let's talk about Nick. Okay? Let's talk about Nick and and Gilead because Nick kind of surprised the hell out of me. Mhm. After the the June incident. Yeah. I him I'm very coming, surprised, but I'm not mad about it. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm not either because we've talked about this extensively mm-hmm. throughout this whole season five review of I'm very worried about Nick and where his allegiance lies. Mm-hmm. Does he really believe in Gilead or is he does, is he in it for power or does he want to tear it down from within? And, and I think we probably have a better idea of where Nick's allegiance lie. Yeah. And it seems to be towards June. And I'm happy about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tell us what happened. Yeah. Tell us why you're so happy. Um, well, Nick is um, allying himself with our boy Mark Twello. Um, and he, at first I, had, I was so confused. I, I thought, I didn't know that he was going to go see June. I thought, like. How did he, he find see- out? Like. Maybe he actually is taking up the offer. Like after seeing June, he's like changed his mind and he is taking up the offer. Like that's what I thought at first. But yeah, yeah, how did he know? Did Mark like call him like, hey, your girlfriend's in the hospital? That's what I'm saying. Again, plot holes. Okay. I've got a section here on our notes about, you know, plot holes in the episode and and, like major points of the episode. But seriously. Yeah. How did Nick find out about June? Like, did Mark give him a call? 
or does Nick still use the eyes as as a network to to keep tabs on June? Like, how did he find out? Or did because, he find out that this was ordered? Right. Like right, if it be- was ordered from Gilead from a commander specifically. Well, Lawrence. right. Because like, the fact that he, he drives yeah. up to the Gilead border, walks across the the border like nothing. Of course, he's checked. But then he's able to go visit June in the hospital and no one bats an eye. Like mm-hmm. that's that's like yeah, the no most that's the most confusing thing about the situation revolving around Nick is because mm-hmm. even though at at up until that point he explicitly said to Mark, "I can't help you. Okay, I can't be the double agent. You know, whatever." But yet he's able to meet with June willy nilly. Yeah. He's able to uh, pass on information to her, and and like no one is none the wiser. But I mean, don't get me wrong. I appreciate that he went to go check on June, and and although he did say it's better that she doesn't know that I'm here, spends a little time with her in the room, gives her a kiss on the forehead, and and she just really sweet, but very sweet. And he leaves, and, and she's kind of like, mm, you know, <laughs> whatever. But but like, is Nick just the exception? Like he literally can do whatever he wants yeah. because <laughs> because he's Nick because. Mark hopes that know. he can get something out of him. What maybe like, he's uh, just like, I can't agree to be a double agent because I already am one. Oh my god. I don't know. <laughs> it's I like don't you know. You can't see you can't um, see this. <laughs> I don't know. God. Uh, I have no idea. You're right. He did just kind of waltz right in there. Um so mind blowing. Th- and then also, like, it's so weird that they left him alone with June. I know! Like, this woman was almost just killed by a Gilead supporter of some sort. We don't know if it was from Gilead right. or Gilead support. We don't know. But this right. woman was is literally in the hospital because of Gilead. So you're letting a Gilead commander mm-hmm. just be with her alone? Mm-hmm. Like, the second that Mark Tuello was just like, I'll give you a moment of privacy. I was like, no, Mark, what, what the fuck are you doing? Like, get back here. I um, know. Well, apparently yeah, it was... there was some sort of an agreement because when when Mark is dropping yes. Nick back off at the border and and he says, "Now that we've held up our end of the bargain, here's the contract." Hands Nick papers mm-hmm. to review. No idea what the contract entails, of course, but Nick yeah. has just one stipulation, and that's for Mark to keep June safe. Great job so far, Mark. Just say. <laughs> Yeah, like just like what you did for for Fred and Serena. What is Mark gonna do? Good job. Like, I mean, they can't. It's obviously what can Mark do? He, yeah, you're right. He didn't keep Serena safe. He didn't keep, uh, definitely didn't keep Fred safe. Um, okay. (laughs) Like you, what? I don't know. Like, but I feel like a lot of this episode. Not 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 just this episode, this whole season. I have to. Con- I feel like there's always one person that I be like, "What did you expect?" Yeah, <laughs> like to at least somebody. I had to be like, "What did you expect here?" Yeah, but exactly. Um, I'm very curious about that. That mm-hmm. and then also. So Mark saying we have to bar into the bargain. Now you keep yours. Like, what does that mean? Yeah, he's cute. Like it's kind. Of, it's cute that you want to see your. Not girlfriend, girlfriend, but <laughs> baby mama. I don't know. 
whatever you want to call them. Sancha. Uh, I don't know. I mean, who knows? The other like, woman. If, if you want to, like, you want to see her when she's injured. That cool. seems like, yeah. So, <laughs> what equates to that? That Mark and know. Gilead would have wanted, like. Well, and, and to further that point, Mark said to Nick, "Hey, you know, when you were Waterford's driver, like you, you were in it with the eyes, right?" And mm-hmm. and Nick's like, "Yeah, you know, most of the eyes, most of the drivers were eyes." And he's like, "So you could have left, you could mm-hmm. have run away with June. Why didn't you?" And and he yeah. gives to me, it seemed kind of like a weak ass response of like, "It was." She's she's got people who care for her. Like she doesn't need me. And I'm like, bro, obviously mm-hmm. she cares about you. She has your child. Yeah, even though you guys she's still very clearly care about each other. Exactly. Like it doesn't and you matter. You just that- said I love each other. Like you Thank love you. each other. Thank you. Yes, exactly. It doesn't matter that they're both married, they both have children or or children in progress. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Um <laughs> he, he's about to be a dad for the second go round. Sorry. You know, it doesn't matter about all that. He still clearly cares and loves June. <laughs> I'm glad you got a kick out of that. But it's it, for this response of she doesn't need me. And it's like, well, she clearly does. She clearly yeah, it doesn't clearly matter. Does. She needs you. She wants you. Bingo. That is the main difference. <laughs> that is yeah. the main difference. So and, I don't I don't know. Yeah. But but by Nick, you know, embarking on this. And then he goes back to Gilead. He goes to the Lawrence's house during their, what I guess is the wedding reception of mm-hmm. now Mrs. Naomi Lawrence. Former, That's weird to say. Former Putnam. It's really weird to say. That marriage is not going to last. Listen, I'm calling it here <laughs> nope. now. You heard, you heard it here first. That marriage is not going to last by Mm-mm. any stretch of the imagination. But Nick shows his hand quite literally to uh-huh. Lawrence's face. <laughs> punches the shit out of him and says you could have fucking killed her and Lawrence is like it wasn't me it was the one-armed man no I'm just kidding um, can you y'all... stop you're I'm like sorry. killing me over here I'm sorry it, I, I, I'm good for like a couple of punches and that's about it <laughs> uh, anyway <laughs> If y'all understand that one-armed man reference, leave a comment in the chat. Leave a comment down below. Let me know where you know that quote from. Uh, but but you see the camera pan to to Commander McKenzie, and that's kind of leads you to believe he's the one who gave the order. Yeah, I definitely feel like it was McKenzie because what would be the point of Lawrence saying it wasn't him? Like, that just seems really weird to say, unless he really didn't do it. Like, he was like, if that was a genuine response, like, it wasn't me. Perhaps. Like, I think he pivots. Yeah, I think it's a genuine response as well. And then he pivots. Mm -hmm. He's like, cake anyone? Like, cake? Just, you know, never mind the fact that I just got punched in the face by Commander. Like, let's get cake. Something needed to wake up that party. Oh, my God. To quote Marie Antoinette, let them eat cake. Jeez. It was, um, it was, but I, I was right last up ep- last episode. Um, I was right. He was in Lawrence's house and he was going for Lawrence. You are right. You, you absolutely called it. I, I felt it in my bones. <laughs> I didn't think he was going to like actually Flip get out. a punch though. Yeah. 
I didn't think he was actually going to get a punch. I thought the situation was going to be more like maybe he was going to hear about it at the wedding mm. and to kind of like make an advance. And that's when he gets stopped. Okay. I didn't think if he was going to like already know about the thing, barge right in and go, bam. Like, yeah, that's what I like. It's how how the scene actually played out that I yeah. didn't expect. No, I I, I agree with you 100 percent. And so, <laughs> but yeah, I think it was Mackenzie. I do, too. Mm-hmm. And I further that point because then the next time we see Nick is that he's incarcerated. Yeah. He's visited by his w- pregnant wife, Rose. And she, she has this audacity to kind of like call him out on his crap. And it's like, you knew that going into this, didn't you? Yeah. Like, like she was this so marriage okay was a with jam. It. Yeah. And you were like so okay with hit her, him having these random meetings with June. Mm-hmm. Like you were like casually asking him about it too. Like, yeah. how'd it go? Is she okay? Like, right. you're, you knew, lady. You knew. Yeah. And then you she, you know what you're signing up for. Then she's telling him, you know, you never loved me. You only pretended, blah, blah, blah. Big I'm, there. I'm leaving you. And I'm thinking, bitch, this is Gilead. You ain't getting out. Despite your father being a high commander, who, and I'm assuming we're going to find out who her father is next season, if mm-hmm. it's of any consequence. But it's like, you, you're you a wife, but you're a pregnant wife, and you leave your husband? Unheard of. Just no. Like, look what happened yeah, you're to not Serena. <laughs> look what happened to Naomi Putnam. You're just going to, you're, mm-hmm. you are cattle to be sold. Yeah. Right. Like that's that's all there is to it. And so it just blew my mind that Rose, who seemed pretty composed, who seemed pretty level headed, was just like, I'm leaving you. Bye. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Like if it, if it was in any other situation, power to you, girl. But <laughs> this yeah, one situation in the like worst like yeah country ever, you really think that that's going to be feasible? No. And no, not no, like no. there's there's no way that's going to happen. And I'm just curious because like we don't really see her have that that much of a I guess a backbone because you're right we do see her very composed, very mm-hmm. like a good Gilead wife, demure, kind, but like respectful. We see her doing all those things. So yeah. I'm curious of that if what she's gonna do to try to get out of this like is she just gonna go like daddy can i please divorce him like what he he doesn't <laughs> love me he wasn't faithful to me blah 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 yeah like cry me a wh- river where do you expect this to go i'm so I confused i know i don't know like i said i think this episode had more plot holes than mm-hmm. anything like then plot that's then plot like this is not a typical way of thinking or acting when you're a, a wife in Gilead, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like she could go necessarily to New Bethlehem and, and be a single mom or <laughs> anything like that. That's that was that was the whole reason why Gilead came yeah. to the forefront was because women were being single moms and didn't have the father figure and didn't have morals. Blah, yeah, blah, blah. like this is so dumb. Like. Like I said, again, this this episode just fell flat for me. It just it really did. Didn't it dropped the ball? It. it they dropped the ball. Right, right. So now I will say, 
contrary to all these other kind of plot holes. I will say, Amber, I've, I've told you about this offline, that I do appreciate Luke's character arc for this season. Yes. Because... It was an arc that has been needing to happen. <laughs> yeah. It finally did. Finally yeah. did. I, and, and like I posed that question earlier about, is Luke making up for the things that he didn't do in Boston mm -hmm. that caused him to lose his family the first go around? Like, he's taken matters into his own hands. He's literally gotten his hands bloody, dirty. He's, he's seeing what it's like to fight for your life. Like truly fight for your life. And and because of the actions that he took, the results are he murdered a Canadian, which because as a refugee, you don't share the same rights mm -hmm. as a as a, a native citizen or a natural naturalized citizen, right? Yeah. You're a you're a guest. So the rules really are different for you. And so he's subject to being arrested, incarcerated. Who knows what, what the death penalty is like over there, if they believe in the death penalty up there. I'm from Texas. We do things differently. Um, <laughs> but the fact that, by the way, I just have to make this very well known. Why have Rita and Moira been like downgraded to minor, minor characters? What the hell? I hate it. I why we've been seeing less and less and less of them mm -hmm. since arriving in Canada. Like we saw more of them when we weren't in Canada. Mm -hmm. Like we saw, uh, like when she was well, when um, like w w with Rita still um, still being a Martha and Moira being in Canada. But like before June right. got there, it's like. It's like June and Luke kind of absorbed all of the spotlight, mm -hmm. quite literally. Sure. And you would think since it, to me, it definitely 1000% looks like Moira lives with Luke and June. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they all live together. Like she's there all the and fucking she, time. And she takes care of, of Nicole, obviously. Yeah, which is, I mean, which is great, which is great. Yeah, like that's a great they're they're a little family dynamic. It's adorable and cute and love and I it's great. Yeah. She lives there, bro. Why don't we see her? Like, where is she? She's more, more than like, half of the time. And yeah. She's more like a background character at this point. I mean, she was she's there, there to she's acknowledge that not. somebody has to be watching Nicole while the adults are dealing with all this stuff. Right. Or she's, she's there. there. Or she's there getting sucker punched at the Gilead Information Center while June like mm -hmm. holds out a gun to the guy who's like assaulting yeah. or verbally. Or she's assaulting. there to say one sentence and then oh yeah. the Nicole starts crying. I'll go take care of Nicole. Like that. Yeah, and it's and even Rita's less, even less. Exactly. I was just gonna say that Rita is even less. Like she's she sometimes is there. Oh, I'm gonna like cook for y'all, or I'm there to just say hey, if my son was still alive and still in Gilead, I would do whatever it took to go mm -hmm. see him again. Like, yeah, those sort of uh, reassurances for June when she was struggling about whether or not she should go back to Gilead. Mm -hmm. But like, I really hate the fact that Moira, especially with Moira, because she did have a pretty yeah. big role. It's been so downgraded to just, I, I don't know if you call it a C grade or a D grade, 
character but Mm -hmm. it's it's really sad to see especially because we no longer have fred waterford as a character we don't have emily as a character anymore she she i miss uh, emily i know i do too um alexis left the show Uh, her character's spouse is no longer on the show so like we're losing some Mm -hmm. characters but we're not giving screen time to these characters who have been so heavily involved in yeah. June's story. And that's what really bothers me. I know we just got completely sidetracked, like, but still. <laughs> no, um, I feel like with, with, with the when you were just recapping Rita mm-hmm. being like just there to talk about what she would do to help advise June, I feel like she might be just being like a placeholder for the script writers, her and oh, Moira. Yeah. They are placeholders for the script writers, like, oh, we want somebody to say this to June. But it doesn't make sense for Luke to say it. So, okay, just throw one of them at her. Like, yeah. they're just, like, um, a spare part, I guess. So yeah. just add yeah, some flavor. It's, it's almost like an afterthought. It, it just... Yeah. It really doesn't It's disappointing. Well it's very disappointing. I, I, I wish... Leading up to this episode, the showrunners and writers have been great. I mean, but with the exception of not giving enough screen time to moira and rita especially moira especially moira because she's june's best friend she's goddaughter to hannah she obviously has had a, a great hand in raising nicole while june was still in gilead having you know reconnected with with luke and and raising nicole together if you yeah. will being her godparents trying and to deal so, with her trauma exactly i mean there's yeah. and she was trying to have a relationship and help these kids and all this other stuff. It's kind of like we just kind of disregard her as a character, all the good that she's done. And and poor yeah. Rita. Rita's just even less of a character. But it's because of Rita. That's how we learn about Luke's uh, facing charges and being arrested and things yeah. like that. And and of course, his, his character is kind of all like, well, listen, you guys are just blowing it out of proportion. It's no big deal. I defended my wife. Like, you guys are overreacting. And and Rita's like, no, you're kind of underreacting because you're a refugee here. You don't have any rights. Yeah. Like, Like, that's all that Rita served in this episode, which really, really bothered me. Bothered me, too. Uh, And it's, I'm worried about next season. I feel like they're going to be completely disregarded. I know. Well, especially, and we'll get to that in a moment. But I want to talk about Luke. Like I said, his character arc with Prior to the season, of course, we saw that he struggled in his own way with not having his family, trying to find his way through Canada, reconnecting with Moira, trying to do whatever he could to to get information about June and Hannah and, and get them back. And now, like, he's really kind of stepped up to the plate. Like I said, mm-hmm. got his hands bloody, got his hands dirty, and he's not apologetic for it at this point. He's like, I got to do what I got to do to protect my family. Yeah. And when it means that June says to him, listen, we need to leave before this country really turns on us, before it turns into Gilead and we can't escape like before, yeah. you know, the, the, Moira and them make a plan to to get them out of Canada, to go to Hawaii, to go to wherever, wherever they can go. Mm-hmm. And Tuello being the what is he like uh, he can read minds and he's got (laughs) like i don't know he just shows up at the appropriate time to say like hey guys 
you can't go mm-hmm. because the reservation has Luke's name. And guess what? He's wanted. He's a wanted man. Yeah. <laughs> but I have a way for you to get out of here. And that's by train. Because so many American refugees are coming to Toronto every day. Toronto doesn't want them anymore. Guess what? We're going to send you guys west. Yeah. Cool. All right. So that's where, where west? we. Well, like Vancouver. Vancouver to probably Alaska. You know, I think Alaska is still a free, a free state. I think it is too. I think it is. That in Hawaii. I think those two places. Didn't they say that like Alaska and Hawaii are the last two? Mm-hmm. I think so. Right. Right, so that's where it seems like maybe they're going to go. I don't know. But when Luke and June arrive to the train station with Mark, you know, they're very grateful, what have you. And, and you know, there's kind of like a weird look about Mark. And it's something I didn't really recognize until you mentioned about maybe he had a hand in helping out someone else. And we'll, and we'll talk about that in a moment. But what did you think about them walking through the train station, you know, there, there's this constant announcement of non-citizens to the left, train leaves in five minutes, blah, blah, blah. And and then Luke tells June, hey, get on the train. Get on the train. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about me. Get on the train. What did you think about all that? I knew what he was going to do. You could tell. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised it took her that long to realize like the second he said that, I would have been like, "No, nah, mm, you're what? <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't do what I think you're gonna do." And mm-hmm. but no, like she literally did agreed and made it through. And there was no way he would have been able to get on that train, and he saw that. So yeah. I think it took like he he knew, like whether he planned it from the beginning, who knows? Right. Like, he probably was just like, if I can get away with it, we'll get away with it. If, if we can't, then the, I have to do what I have to do. And so he is, um, he enforced it. Like, it was kind of weird that they had to, like, why didn't they just have that conversation happen when they were still next to each other instead of having them call each other from like 12 feet away? (laughs) Like, that's. That was weird. Like, yeah. Like that, 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 that's weird, but whatever. So yeah, they, uh, Luke calls out so that they see him and he gets arrested. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, it's the ultimate sacrifice. Mm-hmm. It, it is. really is. And, and for June to realize so very late, that he had no intention of getting on the train. And, and and he's right. If he went before them to attempt to get on the train, June and Nicole would have been apprehended as well. Mm-hmm. They would have been separated from her, from baby girl. June would have been arrested. God knows what would have happened with her. But, you know, it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. And, and again, I, I appreciate the thought that went into Luke's character arc from not having done whole heck of a lot and in fairness they didn't know what to expect during that time when gilead was taking over but now that he's seen what's happened he lost his wife and his child he didn't want to risk losing them again in that sense you know he made the ultimate sacrifice to 
alert the authorities to himself to be apprehended. And we don't know what his fate yeah. looks like. And I think, I mean, I've been seeing like posts online that people are saying that does not look optimistic because <laughs> probably not <laughs> with all of the, with all of the heat that's coming in because of Canada, Canadians not wanting more America, Americans to come mm-hmm. into Canada. I highly doubt he's going to have a public trial. If anything, yeah. I highly doubt that this is going to go well. It, it will just cause so many issues. I don't think it's in his favor. And probably not. I really like you're saying, I really like that he chose to announce himself because mm-hmm. I don't know how these got these cops were not recognizing him. Like if they were looking through the crowd and looking at people's faces. I mean, they were. I mean, they were asking yeah. people, like, have you seen this man, Luke Bankel? Like, have you? I know, but it's him? like. How In fairness, he, there were a lot of people. Was, there were a lot of people true, trying true. to get out of there. So, But like they hadn't spotted him. He had to shout out for them to like find him. He could have just yeah. walked right out. Who knows how far he would have gotten, but he could have walked true. right out. And he could have tried another access or go, gone back to our boy Mark Twello and been like, <laughs> I need something else. Um, or. I mean, but they were given papers. They were given what may have been like false mm-hmm. papers, false identities to say like, this is how Who I'm going to be able to get on the train. Who knows what Mark did to get those or how he got right. those. Who right. fucking knows? I, I, I don't know. Poison don't mystery. Know that too. But like, let's say I, I gave it to Luke. I yeah. gave it to Luke for doing something. To help his family because he says, take care of our, our baby, take take care of our daughter, which I love because that child is not biologically his. And he struggled to connect with Nicole. And then he finally yeah. did and, and tells June, you know, he loves her. She loves him back, of course. And he says, you know, take care of her. And she says to him, like, come find me. Come mm-hmm. find me. And I'm thinking, good God, where? <laughs> you know, <laughs> just say where you're going. I know. I know. I, it's, yeah. Uh, it's not like she's going to be able to call him up and be like, yo, I'm in Vancouver or I'm in Anchorage. Like, come come get me. Yeah. Now. I don't know. Who knows? And yeah, it's not looking optimistic optimistic for Luke. Mm-mm. But um, No, it's it's not. But listen, I admire him for that courage yeah. to It to was give a big sacrifice, up. but it was it was good for his character and yep. I'm I'm proud of him. Um, Yay for Luke. But yeah, it. Yeah. And and I mean, I'm glad that there was not like, I I, I liked how they handled the parting between Mm -hmm. Luke and June. I like how she wasn't, that there wasn't like filled with tears and filled with like Mm -hmm. stuff because. That yeah. would have drawn more attention to them. It would have made things a lot. Like, they've already said their goodbyes before. And it kind of, like, echoed when they were in the cages in the mm-hmm. Wheelers. Yes. Semi-Gilead area. Like, they they already said those things. That, that we'll find each other. Like, I liked how they handled it. Yeah, she was obviously upset. But mostly upset at the unknown of not knowing where, what is going to happen to him. Mm-hmm. I yeah. liked it. Um... Yeah, that, that was but, well done. Yeah. Uh, that was well yeah. done. Do you want to wrap up how the episode ended or do you want to um, go into more plot holes? So I think <laughs> um, 
I think we need to wrap up what what how mm-hmm. this episode ended. Uh, we do see that June and Nicole board the plane. Plane? What am I saying? Board the train. Sorry, I one sips <laughs> too many. Wow. Uh, but the fact that you know Nicole's crying. She's she's. 21 21 months old so she's almost two and june's kind of just talking her talking to her saying like hey you know it's gonna be okay we're gonna go on an adventure and then in the background you hear a baby cry and i'm like oh here we go yeah the second i heard that baby i was like here we go like you know we didn't we didn't find out of course what happened with with serena throughout this whole episode and i'm like there's no way they can't conclude this episode without giving some sort of update about her right Mm -hmm. and and at the very end of the train there she is serena joy waterford and all her glory with (laughs) baby noah who's you know the one crying Mm -hmm. and and these women face each other and it and june literally it's like a what the fuck kind of moment like (laughs) yeah it's like am i hallucinating yeah, it's like, how the fuck are you even here? Why are you here? Mm-hmm. And and what surprised the hell out of me was was Serena addressing June by her name. Like, you know, hi, June. Mm-hmm. You have a diaper? And it's like, wait a minute. June has a soon-to-be two, two-year-old. You think a two-year-old's diaper is going to fit a newborn? Like, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, that was poor choice of dialogue. Yeah, um, but the look that June yeah. gives Serena. Holy shit, was that weird? It was weird. It's like, are you? is she proud of her? Is she, like, for getting out? Is she... She's like, this like, bitch right here. <laughs> yeah, or, like... I'm intrigued at what the fuck you did to get here. Like, mm-hmm. and I am too, because last we saw her, she was getting in some random woman's car. How did she get here? And I said offline to you, and I am standing by this. I think it was Mark. Yes. I think Mark Tuello, you know, the answer to everything, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that boy still has a crush on Miss mm-hmm. Serena Joy, and mm-hmm. he... Who knows? Maybe she went to him. Was just like, "Hey, you offered me help before. Please help me now. They're gonna take my baby." Blah 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 blah. I wouldn't um, be surprised just no. because he had kind of tried to mm-hmm. drill this whole idea into her about going to Hawaii, and and that was a mention that Moira made to Luke and and June before they left the house was that, "Hey, like you have a connecting flight to get you to." to hawaii and it's like oh wouldn't that have been crazy if like serena was also on that same flight or yeah you know that that's the the great escape but i i agree with you because i hadn't considered that until you mentioned it about mark twello being involved with serena being able to get on that that train to go Mm -hmm. west to go god knows where but because they were they were checking papers of some sort that Mm -hmm. mark gave to june and they asked her like how old's the baby Mm -hmm. and stuff like they were asking questions so Mm -hmm. like obviously serena's gonna know when the when Noah was born obviously she had her yeah he had she had him but like she wouldn't have gotten been able to get on without papers they weren't just letting Mm -hmm. anyone on that train so where would she have gotten the papers right other than mark it had to it had to have been him yeah, and that's what I'm saying now, looking back on it, look, having rewatched the episode when Luke and June depart 
ways with with Mark. And there's kind of like this look because he was kind of determined to say, like, I can get you out of here, but it's by train. Mm -hmm. And it's like he knew he knew Serena was going to be there at the same time. Yeah. And maybe I'm just reading too much into it. It's I fine. don't think you are. I think <laughs> knew he was yeah. just like, well, I'm not going to tell her because she's going to she's going to be mad about it. So I'm just going to let her okay. figure out on the train. Okay. Right. Right. But the look that she gives <sighs> Serena with the one eyebrow and just kind of like kind of tilts that head just a little bit like this bitch right here. So it, it leads to the question, of course, of these women probably still hate each other down to their core at, to some extent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's like, are they going to go on this adventure together? Are they going to team up so they can survive? Co-parent these kids. Co-parent these kids. Go out west. See how, how that far, works out. Yeah. How far are they going to go before they kill one another? I mean, like, there's just so much unknown, which, you know, okay, that cliffhanger was fine. I'm, I'm not mad about it. Yeah. I, overall, with this episode, like I said, I feel like there were more plot holes than actual, like. I agree really thought out points in this episode and truthfully amber and you can agree to agree with me or disagree it's fine i think had hulu decided hey we're only going to do a nine episode run for season five and ended it with bradley whitford's episode where we see you know serena jump mm -hmm. into the back of, of a random person's car and then june uh june with the memorial service and things like that like had we the ended it there firing and right had we ended the season there i would have been fine with it i would be okay with it i think I it's a strong way to end the season but with this yeah. season finale it was just like really yeah it was a little bit of a wet paper towel <laughs> um oh yeah oh i hate that expression but yeah you're right <laughs> yeah because that's yeah. Yeah, exactly how it made me exactly feel. I don't like the expression either, but that mm -hmm. is exactly how I felt. I was like, I have the habit of accent, like, when something happens like that, I just, I go, wah, wah. Like, <laughs> I think you've heard me do this before. I think, um, yeah, I have. Where I do that just randomly. And mm. I, I was alone when watching this episode. And I said it aloud to nobody. I was just like, <laughs> Like, <laughs> that's yeah great. that's how i felt i yeah 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 i i would have been happy I, if they ended it with nine but, i would have um, been okay with it too i genuinely yeah. would have been okay with it i mean there are and, some developments and things that we did like like luke and yeah. um yeah i, I mean i, I kind of like I kind of like too what happened with Nick because again it just seemed like yes. his loyalty was kind of up in the air, but now it seems like we have a more definitive yes, loyalty. I agree. I'm, I'm just I'm intrigued where everyone's going. Like I'm intrigued yeah. what's happening with Janine being mm -hmm. arrest taken away. Who knows? Mm -hmm. I'm intrigued with um with Nick being apprehended. Mm -hmm. And so many people were arrested this episode, right? <clears throat> uh Luke uh being mm -hmm arrested yeah june and serena going being in confined spaces for oh who knows God. how long i'm so i'm taking bets that. i'm taking bets who's gonna kill whom first <laughs> i saying. expect at least one slap um Ooh, that's good yeah mm -hmm. are we gonna see the wheelers again ever yeah where the fuck were they and no. and esther and, and esther i have so many questions and 
oh, where's Lydia going? Like, what's Lydia going to do in this situation? What I, is Naomi going to do in this situation? Who? who I who, think Lydia who, is going to want to start tearing apart Gilead from within. Yeah. I think that's but what's like, going to happen. Naomi, yeah. ugh, hard read. Hard read. Yeah, like, I'm very interested. Like She's going to take out Lawrence. <laughs> Oh my god. I don't think she has the balls to do that. You know, um, she could surprise the hell out of us. She could, but uh, I I don't know. I think yeah, it was a meh kind of episode. I think yeah. they I think I would have been happier if they did end it with 9 cuz 9 was mm -hmm. a lot more impactful. Yes. Like you said, for all the yeah. reasons that you said and but I am intrigued. But that's I think that's kind of it. Like Mm -hmm. people who I guess are not as in doesn't have like that the, our level of a connection with the show also mm -hmm. might be like who are casual watchers of the show might be like That's whatever yeah. yeah so yeah I, I mean know. I talked about this with my mom yesterday mom's my mom's been watching Handmaids since it premiered and mm -hmm. and I asked her I'm like did this episode fall a little short she's like yeah kind mm -hmm. of she goes I had to make sure that I didn't miss an episode in between because it just seemed so disoriented. I'm like, I did. And mm -hmm. and no, no disrespect to Elizabeth Moss who directed this finale, but I feel like a lot of her episodes are just that disoriented. Yeah. They don't flow as well. They don't comparing that to Bradley Whitford's episode, episode nine, which I thought Phenomenal. was fantastic yeah it just it just fell a little flat yeah i agree so that's my personal opinion about it yeah but i mean i am still excited for next and last season but um i know can't believe it i'm very involved with it but i mm -hmm. yeah i don't know where where right well so this concludes our season five wrap-up of the handmaid's tale thank you so much to everyone who has joined us on this journey and welcoming amber to the watchers in the basement podcast amber i i, I genuinely am so so happy you agreed to do this with thank me you. you have been such a wonderful asset to the watchers and help expanding our our universe our network so i mean i i I'm so grateful to you. Thank you so much for like being a nerd with me to talk about the show. <laughs> no, I, thank you for inviting me because I've yes. always, I've been listening to podcasts for years and I've always wanted to be involved with podcasts. So Yay. thank you for helping me. And you're I, welcome. And I love being a hit, being part of the Watches in the Basement and covering Handmaid's Tale. I like Yay. it. And we covered in old homes together and we recently um, did. Yes, that's correct. So if y'all ha haven't checked out our review on Enola Holmes, be sure to do so. It's here on our YouTube channel, as well as our audio podcast platforms on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Thanks to anchor.fm. I'll talk more about that in a little bit, but Amber, our podcasts together are not done because we will be doing nope. a review, a season review for Anne Rice's interview with the vampire yes so and excited. i am vibrating with excitement about it <laughs> um yes for so anybody listening for um or watching i am a huge vampire nerd um since i was a a wee youngin so <laughs> not disturbing like, at all yeah um for some 
absurd reason. My dad was watching Dracula when I was four. So, um, as one does. Yeah. So, I mean, I've liked, um, I like a lot of vampire media and, uh, the Vampire Chronicles are definitely one of them. I've been very excited for the show and I, you and I have been talking offline about it. I'm very mm. excited. So if you guys yes. are interested or have or currently watching or plan to watch Interview with the Vampire, um, we are going yes. to be covering that. <laughs> yes. And as of time of recording, we plan to bring that to y'all next week. So be on the lookout for the YouTube live stream that mm. is interview with a vampire so thanks once again to everyone who's joined us for today's live stream special shout out to mcdorks who took the time out of their disney disney vacation or disney outing to uh show us some love love you thank you so much once again and be sure everyone to subscribe to our youtube channel we are on the road to one 100 just kidding 200 subscribers we are currently at 145 subscribers but our channel is not the only one that we want you to subscribe to. Amber, tell everyone about your YouTube channel. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I have a channel called All of Amber's Wands, and it's spelt like Ollivander, but with Amber in there because I'm funny. It's appropriate. Or I think I'm funny. Um, <laughs> it's a study of wands and wand lore in the wizarding world. We do character analysis of the wands. So I go into the historical, cultural, and symbolic meaning of the woods and the magical beasts that those wands are um, made from and compare that to the character itself and see how it all works out. And it's definitely very fun. And um, I've been on a bit of a hiatus, but I am coming back. And Yay! we are also on the road. I'm also on the road to 200. I'm currently at 181. Um, Yes. So um, thank you for always shouting me out. Um, Of course. It definitely helps. And um, I'm very excited to talk about one. So if you like Harry Potter and uh, want to to spend several hours talking about sticks, (laughs) message me on Instagram or YouTube or anything. I'm here. Y'all won't be disappointed. I've learned so, so much. So be sure to show some love to Amber over on her YouTube channel. Channel, Sorry. Follow all of Amber's wands. This is what happens when you start drinking and doing podcasts at the same time. It's what happens. <laughs> but also don't forget to follow her on her Instagram account. That's all of Amber's dot wands. And all of her information is in the description box down below. So also you can follow the watchers in the basement on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Simply search at watchers basement. Also don't forget to use the hashtag watchers basement. When talking about our show, you can send us articles. You can send us memes. We love memes. Memes are the best. And also let us know what you would like for us to review in the future coming your way in the next coming weeks, black Panther movie review, Yellowstone, Gangs of London, and Interview with the Vampire. So if you are interested in any of that, be sure to subscribe. And also don't forget to like this video. It helps out our algorithm and helps out our channel so, so much. Lastly, if you're into video podcasts, we, not video podcasts, wow, audio podcasts. We are on (laughs) Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Thanks to Anchor.fm. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating. It also, again, helps us with growing our channel and the algorithm so more people can find out about the watchers in the basement because although we are not a large podcast we are a proud one so once again on behalf of amber and myself thank you so much for joining us for 
our season five review of The Handmaid's Tale. We'll be back next week to talk about season one with interview with the vampire. And Amber, as always, you have the honors. Thank you. And uh, thank you, everybody. And for the last time until next season, by her fucking hand. Have a good day. <laughs> Praise be. Praise Bye, be. Y'all.